You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mark the sound. It's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rocking with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Obviously, it's the midweek review, so we're going to talk to Mac Brown about everything he's feeling going into the Duke game this Saturday. We're going to have the coach coordinator's corner talk to Coach Bateman and Coach Longo, what they're feeling from the team after Saturday's loss of Virginia and what we can expect from Duke. Finally, we'll look at Duke and my favorite coach, Coach Cutliff. I just enjoy his storytelling and just all that he is. He reminds me of somebody's like favorite uncle, all that good stuff. So we'll take a look at how they're feeling about Carolina. More importantly, what we can expect from this. Yet again, another rivalry matchup week for the Tar Heels. So I hope you guys had a great Tuesday. Sorry we didn't have an episode yesterday, but I thought it was important for the people who are going out to volunteer at the polls, or more importantly, they were just trying to have a day of peace because we knew it was going to get crazy. And they just, you know, sometimes you just want to be alone. And that's exactly what I wanted to do yesterday. I couldn't think straight. I was going through too many emotions and trying to put everything together with all that's going on in our world. It just came to a head for me. So, you know, I had to take a personal day, but I'm back. I'm ready to talk Tar Heels with you guys. More importantly, I'm ready to have the conversation of how we can get past this Virginia loss. Now, I will say it was pleasantly surprising to see players going out to vote, men's and women's basketball, football players, Coach Mac Brown, all of that good stuff. So if you exercised your right yesterday, you did your part, and that's all you can live with, no matter the outcome. So I wanted to talk about Mac Brown and some of the key takeaways that I found from his presser Monday that I was watching. You know, as we know, we lost against Virginia. It was a tough go, but it was just another realization that Carolina is not quite where we think it is, and they're not performing up to snuff in a lot of ways because they're young. And that was a lot of what Mac Brown spoke on on Monday, talking about, you know, the defense side being a lot of youth there. A lot of there were a couple opt-outs for this season, some academic issues who made some of the players ineligible. And we also have always, like any other college football team, some injuries. So we had to have some young guys step up. And they're doing a decent job. I'm not gonna, you know, take anything away from them. I think not having spring practice has certainly start to show its ugly head. And just leadership wise, I still think that Carolina is looking for its defensive leader who, you know, week in and week out has a bomb game. Not necessarily seeing that from the Tar Heels. I think collectively they do a decent job, but we don't have one person who we thought, you know, obviously was going to be Chas Surratt, but when you have a year of not having film on you, you don't know what to expect. And then guys start learning like, yes, we need to contain him. And next thing you know, they do that. And unfortunately we haven't had too many folks, in my opinion, that have stepped up, you know, to be that elite middle that we were used to seeing um, last year. But good, good news is... (laughs) Mac Brown has reiterated time and time again that there is a strong recruiting class and they are going to be killer for killers for us next year. And, you know, these guys that are currently here now have this year under their belt. They've survived a pandemic. They have survived COVID-19. They have survived all these emotions for Black Lives Matter. They have survived a year to where I feel like they are going to be way beyond their years in maturity and then especially on the football field. So that's something that we can hold our hat on. But more importantly, 
we can hold our hat on that <laughs> we are still in this thing. Like there's still time to make improvements of the season. Mac Brown to me a little bit sounded as though we're giving up on season. Like we're just talking about recruits and how like you know these guys are decent, but we'll be even better next year. It's like, well, damn, what about the guys sitting right here, like trying to give you their all? Can we like give them a little more love? Like I don't know. I, maybe that's just me. But if I heard my coach being like, well, you know, next year we've got X Y Z player, I'd be like, all right, well, obviously you think I'm a scrub, so <laughs> let me go ahead and transfer. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that emotional, but you know. That's how I feel like I would think about it in that regard. But overall, he's very proud of the team, but demands excellence and better execution. And I think that starts from top down. That comes from a coaching standpoint. Obviously, um, Coach Longo and Coach Bateman are doing great things and they have a great resume. But when it comes to putting it on paper, sometimes I get a little discouraged. I'm just going to sit there and say. So I don't always want to blame. I don't even blame. I don't always want to harp on the guys not executing, but I think the play calling sometimes is a little iffy. That's just me in my opinion. So <laughs> that's that on that. But Mac Brown did have his midweek review talking about the team and how they can gear up for Duke. So let's take a listen. It's been a, a strange week with the, the different schedule. Uh, but the players have handled it very, very well. Had a great practice today. They're very spirited and focused and uh, maybe in some way getting out there on, on Monday while they were sore after a difficult game. Uh, Tuesday being off was better for them this week as they as they move forward. Uh, Duke's got a really good running game. We haven't stopped the run well. Uh, they've got very good special teams. We haven't been very good. We haven't been consistent. Uh, their front seven is, is really good. The two ends are as good as we'll play. Uh, and the secondary is much improved over last year. Uh, their team, to me, is very much like a situation we had with Virginia and Florida State. They, they're better teams than their record. And if Duke hadn't turned the ball over so many times, they, their record would be much, much better. So uh, we've got our hands full, and we got to play good on, uh, on Saturday to have a chance to win. One thing I like about coaches, he likes to lay it plain. He does not mix words or mince, you know, he just tells it like it is, and I appreciate that. So as you heard from him, obviously Duke's record is not reflective of how they have done this season. Of course, being stumbled and, you know, tripping up a couple games, I would attribute that to not having spring practice, not being able to get in the flow like every other team in the ACC. No excuses, but that's just our reality. But why that does pose a problem is, yes, Carolina has struggled against teams that are 1-4, 1-3, or have two two wins or less season so far and it's frustrating because you know they are capable of dominating great teams or even decent teams or even bad teams and they don't and so this weekend will really prove where the heart of the team is how can they move forward how can they you know allow themselves to stay in a game not lose sight of things put up 41 points and win you know not let defensively that get taken away from them because Duke's run game is elite as coach mentioned it is one that we certainly will have to stop time and time again and I'm talking third down stops not you know the first we only gained two to three yards but they're playing tired no we need major stops early and like he talks about having the defense being able to get back in when it's not going their way. So let's say Carolina has a three and out or Carolina throws an interception. Our guys are not being able to get back and switch a sudden change defense. It's been horrible to see <laughs> guys can't just, you know, they get right off the field. And unfortunately 
let's say offense messes up and they have to come right back on sudden change defense. They're not able to capitalize. They're not able to make a stop. They're not able to give a three and out themselves. They get ran down the field for a score. It's usually a touchdown or even three points. And we're really looking for Carolina this weekend to be able to stop guys early and often and don't even give them an inch or a mile to feel good about themselves. Once again, we do not want to give our opponent any sort of confidence going into the game. As he also mentioned, talking about the second or the special teams and how you know we haven't really done anything great off special teams. Daz Newsom hasn't run his back. Toe Gross fumbled the ball at the Virginia game. It's just been <sighs> struggle to say the least. And then you think about Atkins, who sometimes he can make 51-yard kicks, sometimes he can't bunt one 25 yards and shorter. So, you know, it's one of those de- one of those things where we it's just too inconsistent for anybody's peace of mind. So hoping to see some sort of strong uh consistency throughout the game from all sides of the ball. Offense is doing their job. They can only do but so much, and they certainly need help. So maybe defense needs a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate. Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health-conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get 20% off your next order. Locked on Tar Heels podcast is downloadable from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Listen to us every single day. More importantly, you'll have some great interviews coming up as we get gear up for basketball season. I am super excited to bring some of my friends onto the show to talk Carolina hoops. I think it's so important to ensure that we can get an inside look on just how the Tar Heels will do this season. A lot of it has to, we're getting, we're getting pumped for a great season. And you know, I'm over football if I'm already talking about basketball. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a football girl through and through. However, I do know that for Carolina fans, we always switch come mid-October, early November for some reason. I don't know what it is. It could be the record of the Tar Heels. Carolina Carolina fans seem to switch from football to basketball real quick when things aren't starting to go our way. So I think that is certainly interesting. But still sticking with football, we've got Coach Longo talking to the group just about how he feels that the squad is doing updates from how he thinks that that the team will do going into Duke this weekend. So let's take a listen here. It's a conversation that uh, when Coach Bateman and I got here, uh, we, we have had in the past, and uh, he'll he'll tell you, you know, and he's 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 a champ. He'll tell you that the defense is responsible for the defense when they're on the field, and and uh, and not the offense. And and I think um, you know there are situations in in games, obviously that. Uh, you can help one another on the other side of the football. Um, we're we're going to do what we do offensively, um, and and part of that is is tempo. The best way to help the defense is to let them take the field with more points at their back than they had the previous drive. So scoring points is is the best situation to put your defense back out on the field. Um, I would say that uh, there are advantages to establishing the run game there's no question there uh the running game takes longer it keeps the clock running um and you know it allows you to sustain drives it also provides you with some opportunities to do some of the things that we did you know uh, against against virginia on saturday so offensively from a philosophical standpoint we're going to do what we do if we ever had to slow down um 
to to help special teams or defense or the staff or just just the uh, the control of the game than we would and we will and we have. Um, so and and that's uh, that's Coach Brown's mandate. So if he wants wants us to do something offensively, one direction or the other, whether it affect tempo or running or throwing the football, then that's what we do. We got to manage the game and win it. And so at the end of the day, that's the ultimate goal. So you heard it from Coach. I know there has been a lot of talk about how great the offense is doing and a little lopsided look at the defense. But as Coach said, you know, at the end of the day, offense can only do what offense controls. And he trusts Coach Bateman and the rest of those guys defensively to get it done. And so if Coach Mac Brown wants the opportunity for, you know, a slowdown in offense or he wants high tempo, he really makes that call. But the guys will do what they what needs to be done. And I really like the point that he mentioned in terms of it's a lot easier to go back on defense knowing you have another touchdown up under your belt. So hopefully it'll inspire the defense this weekend as the score runs up because I feel like I don't know I feel like it's going to happen but I also feel like defense has an opportunity to succeed going up against Chase Bryce if you haven't had an opportunity to see Duke play this season I'm trying to tell you if there was ever a game for Carolina to shine this is the one if there was ever a game for Carolina defense to get some damn sacks this is it if there was ever some secondary action where you need our turnover belt to make an appearance all game, this is the one. I'm trying I'm trying to let y'all know now. So don't get too like, oh, my gosh, where has this defense always been? This is the game where they're going to be a lead. If you've not looked at Chase Bryce's numbers, I'm trying to tell you, go take, go take a run at it. I'm going to tell you a little bit later on in the show and throughout the week. But this is the week that Carolina's defense does something. Let's take a listen to Coach Bateman and how he felt about the UVA loss this past Saturday but our, our cackling wasn't very good and they, and they finished runs on us and I think that was you know we, 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 they were four for four and fourth down um, you know they, they, they can they, they got themselves in manageable third downs which we said going into the game we couldn't happen because all the quarterback run so I think you know that they finished runs because we didn't tackle great and got themselves in advantageous third and fourth downs we knew they were gonna go forward on fourth down that's who they are and uh, it didn't handle it very well um, I kind of felt like early in the game I had to settle them down, and uh, and and that got us into you know some pretty um, you know there wasn't anything schematically wrong with it. We just we were they kind of knew where we were going to be, and then I thought they blocked us. Coach again didn't mince words when it came to performance, and he talked about being able to just do the basics and get the fundamentals down. And he took a lot of part of himself in making sure that he has a proper game plan and prepares the guys to win every week. And I think that's the true leadership side, and not blaming guys for being knuckleheads or not being on assignments and what have you. But I think at the end of the day, Coach Bateman all knows that no time of the day doesn't matter. When you go out there to play, you're supposed to do your job and execute execute your job to the best of your abilities and. Unfortunately, Carolina did not do that against Virginia, but hoping to see that again, or not not again, sorry. Whew, I do not want to see that again. I'm hoping to see that this weekend against Duke coming out. It's a noon game. You have no reason not to be up. You know, you're used to having to get up in a certain system, and now you got everything, all the ducks, everything's aligned for you to be successful. Go out and freaking execute. And I doesn't try and make excuses for his team, and he shouldn't, because at the end of the day, you're better than your record shows as well. They shouldn't be 4-2. You should be freaking 6-0. But 
you know, here we are. So that's my two cents on the defense. But finally, we've got to talk about Duke and what are they going to give us on Saturday? <sighs> Let's talk about it next on Locked on Tar Heels. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels from anywhere. You can follow on Twitter at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So let's get into this Duke team now, now, now. This is what's going to be interesting because Duke football has come is coming off a great week of winning. As we know, Duke toppled University of North Carolina at Charlotte and just rolled past them in Duke's non-conference game of the year. It was clear to see that Duke was the team that we've all been thinking they could be <laughs> and they certainly played as though they were ready for the, their biggest rival <laughs> coming into this weekend. Duke had nothing but goodness all around from start to finish as they jumped out to a 17-0 lead after the first quarter and really never looked back, winning 53-19 and proving to 2-5 and five on the season, 1-5 and five in the ACC. Coach Cutliff, who happens to be one of my favorite coaches in the whole ACC because I think he is a sweet spirit. And for something about him, he would make me want to run through a brick wall because he has the best stories. I think because he's experienced, you know, one of my favorite quarterbacks, Eli Manning, and he's just been able to be a great leader for a mentor for him. It's just, it's pretty remarkable just the greatness that he's been around. And more importantly, how he really wants his players to be good leaders of in outside of the field so he and Mac Brown are two of my favorites so it'll be interesting and fun to see them go head to head on Saturday but when uh, Coach Cutliff was talking about Carolina and what they needed to do obviously his guys were on a different schedule as well as the NCAA did not allow for practice on Tuesday so they had to go you know they're Hard Tuesday practices was not a part of their schedule this week, but instead they had to have a hard Monday go. And he was talking about his team being um, kind of emotionally stressed and election day stress going on, tried to help manage his team and glad that they're all, you know, care so much and want to get involved. And he spoke highly of Carolina talking about Sam Howell, mostly saying that a lot of Carolina's game revolves around Howell and he runs the game well, he manages the game well, and they run the football really, really well. And part of that is going to be great for Carolina, right? Except for the fact when you've got two guys like Chris Rump and Victor Dimukeji, who are elite edge rushers and have certainly had some time on Sam Howell in the past. And I do think that Virginia sacking Carolina five times, three in the first quarter, is going to be very, very indicative of how they're going to have, the O-line is going to have to figure out how to protect that man because Duke's defense is not playing games. I've seen it firsthand and know that they are going to be after him from start to finish. Uh, what Coach Cutliffe has said about his team and what they need to do going into Saturday is, quote, we've got to do a good job as we can do to trying to get them off schedule. When you do get pressure on the quarterback or if you're fortunate enough to get a sack, you throw the down and distance off schedule. You've got a chance to hopefully get them off the field some. No one has kept them out of the end zone when they get their rhythm and rolling. So he is going to try to get Carolina off its rhythm and maintain the defensive disruption that they have been able to do, especially as we saw on Saturday against Charlotte. So that is just a bit of what we're going to bring in on the action when talking about Duke. I've got more to discuss, but I want to leave a little cliffhanger because when we think about it, what's the record? What does it really mean for Carolina Duke 
football. Let's have a conversation tomorrow because, you know, we talk about Carolina Duke rivalries when it comes to pretty much anything. I mean, Carolina has, we go to hell Duke in their fight song. We, you know, go hard about hating Duke, but is that same energy from Duke? Is it the same? Let's go dive into more tomorrow about what will Duke bring? What are their players thinking? What is the mindset? Let's listen to some of their insight and what they're trying to bring forth as they gear up for yet another ACC matchup. Can they handle it? They're one in five in the ACC or one. Yes. One in five in the ACC trying to redeem their season. Can they use this game to elevate them yet again? We've seen it twice already where two teams have been down and out a little bit and they've needed that confidence. They need that bounce back game. And of course, Carolina now has that target on its back because we've been, you know, talked about, we've been hyped up. We've been in the top five, we've been in the top 15. And now we're sitting here not ranked, but does it still mean as much for these teams to put keep Carolina in that conversation of oh you guys thought you were ranked you guys you guys thought you were hot stuff well we're going to show you that you really weren't shouldn't have been ranked we're really going to show you that you weren't about anything so I think that's really going to be a staple in a big stinger for guys going into Saturday's matchup can they prove themselves and can they be the team that everyone in the media seemed to see for whatever reason <laughs> albeit I think it's a lot to do with Mac Brown heading into Saturday's matchup so make sure you guys come back tomorrow hopefully there'll be some positive news in the world. If not, then we'll just keep rolling and we'll just keep tabs and make sure that everyone stays smart and safe out there. North Carolina, y'all, my list, the whole state, I want to have a conversation. There's several people that I just, I would love to talk to further. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Candace, who do you want to talk to? It's you. I just want to talk to you guys at Candace D. Cooper. Tell me how you're feeling. How's it going? We can talk sports. We cannot talk sports. That's totally fine with me. I, I'm trying to just make it through one episode at a time, but I appreciate you guys for listening, coming back as you do every single day, up to 30 minutes talking about these Tar Heels. So make sure you're smart out there. You stay safe. And above all else, you wear those masks. Still, it's a pandemic. I know we forgot <laughs> all the craziness that's going on right now. I know that there's Still some questions about whether or not we're in a pandemic. We very much are. So be smart, wear your mask, and as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.